Okay, I need you to do some talking for me, baby. Okay, hello. Ready to discuss some films, some cinema, and some kinetoscopes. Uh, Kinetoscopes? Just like a joke about old-timey movies. Like another word for movies. Not funny or anything. Just talking, continuing to speak. That's what I'm doing for levels. Hello. It was great. I loved it. Okay. I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Palasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. Great. What's going on? What is going on? Not much. All right. We're we're back to recording at night. It's nighttime. Wow, yeah. Yeah. It nighttime. is the nighttime. Yeah. I got my tea. I got my water. DVD deathmatch after hours. That's a different thing. <laughs> and the hours are when the children are awake. Yeah, the hour is 8.45 p.m. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you doing? Great? Great. Really well. Good. Really well. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, topics at the top. Topics at the top. So a couple of pieces of follow up. Yes. One of them we meant to mention last week with Luke and Michelle who were on. Yes. This is a correction yeah. from the Adventures in Babysitting episode mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we said that Matt Damon had played Thor. A fake Thor. A fake Thor because Adventures in Babysitting also had a fake Thor. We were also talking about the informant with Matt Damon. Fascinating. You guys know this. I don't know why I'm telling you this. <laughs> you guys have been following and... and Previously on DVD Death Right, Lounge. exactly. Um, and uh, we were informed by our friend Luke that Matt Damon did not play fake Thor. He played fake Loki. Fake Loki. I... Now, am I ashamed? You bet. <laughs> um, no, that's a that's fine. Um, <laughs> listen, listen. We're not too big to admit we've made a mistake. So we made a mistake. Thank you so much, Luke, for pointing that out to us. I'd say we regret the error, and it's one of our top five regrets. Yeah. Um, another piece of follow-up. Again, you guys know this. You've been waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the social network, we were trying to think. <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah. Is this worth bringing up? I mean, yeah. No. Um, we were talking about accuracy, <laughs> historical accuracy, and we were trying to remember what like people being fragile about historical accuracy. Right. Which I am against. Yeah. I'm against the fragility. I think like it's a movie, you you know going in that it's not a documentary. Like Right. You if this is where you're getting your information, you know, uh change like your a, life. It seems like a you problem. Change your life. Change your life. But anyway, we were trying to think of what when this conversation had been foregrounded before and i think you brought like it was like oh what was it we were just talking about this what was it blah 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 and then you brought up like which we knew was going to happen an hour later after we finished recording you were like hamilton it was hamilton and it was hamilton i think you're right because i think that people got so mad about like the the historic like oh they it foregrounded this it didn't accurately represent that this person had much more of a role in this all this stuff and 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 also then hamilton being like co-opted by like uh you know like msnbc liberals and like the leftists (laughs) got mad and then mike pence was there and people were mad about civility and all this shit and it was like I, i don't know in terms of historical accuracy it's again if you're getting your information it's like if you're getting your information from a broadway musical um you know, change your life. <laughs> right? It like it, it's cool that it brings some things to the fore, that it that it informs people about some things, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm 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 all for changing things. Great. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Not a hundred percent convinced that was worth bringing up. But... <laughs> you know what? We'll find out in the edit. Uh <laughs> will we? <laughs> Great. We also Went to the movies twice last week, which is big. We did. It's fun to talk about movies. We this is a movie to, podcast. We went to the movies. We um, we saw 
so we first first of all we finally saw spider-man uh with luke wow really luke heavy podcast at the top here um we finally we, we were going to go see it uh during the holidays and then omicron was like bitch you're not going anywhere yeah uh so we postponed and and we finally felt brave enough to go to the to the theater and see it we postponed a lot of people did not postpone a lot and of people I, did not no postpone. no judgment on them but like i i wish i wonder if there's a there's no way to find out find this out but it would be fascinating to know like how many people got omicron <laughs> because of spider-man no way home <laughs> But uh, but yeah, we finally saw it, and it was like fine. It was great. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> it was good. But there was a. It was nice to see it. There was the moment. There's a moment when a character um, says, uh, "I forget what the line is." But there, oh, it's it's. There's a character who says like, "Oh, there's all these different Spider Men." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hold okay, on. I'm gonna so, butcher it. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just so we, so we went. So you know, part of the waiting was in the hopes that the theater would be much emptier, and it was. Mm-hmm. There were maybe, I don't know, like four or five other groups of people there, yeah. if that. And spread out. Yes, very spread out. Like felt pretty safe, but just as the movie was starting, like after the previews, this family walks in with children. And listen, I have children. I love children. However. Most children don't know how to behave at the movies, and it immediately makes me angry. Yeah. Um. So these kids walked in. And I was like, "Oh man!" At least it wasn't one of those times where, like, we're going to see Saw Seven. Yeah. And <laughs> someone like brings their kids in. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like I was like, "Oh man!" Um. And the the child was not very well behaved. Was out of his seat and making noise and talking at full volume. And you know the parents were at least trying. Yeah, to, you it know, wasn't that, And it's like wasn't I, that bad. I'm not actually that mad about right. it. But it's just it was just like when I was like, Ugh. and then there's a line in uh, the Spider Man movie. Spoiler, slight spoiler for Spider Man. I guess if you haven't seen it yet, um, but. Uh, there's a line in the movie where they're talking about basically how someone thought that Spider-Man would be black. And then uh, one of the Spider-Mans goes, oh, yeah, 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 there, there should be a black Spider-Man. And this little boy goes, there is Miles. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, my God, representation matters. Right. The little boy in the theater was yeah. like yelled out, just like so excited about yeah, it. Yeah, just like so excited. It was great. It was beautiful. It was a very heartwarming moment. Yes, it really was. Um. And then we went to see Scream, the new Scream. We did, because we've uh, got some history with Scream. Yeah, that as, as, you know, again, you guys know this. You, <laughs> everyone, they, they not only listen to DVD Deathmatch, they go back through the transcripts. Oh, yeah, They yeah. memorize it. Fine People know come. our history from our Scream 3 episode that Scream 3 was our first date. Date movie. Oh, yeah, our first date to a movie, yes. Yeah. And, um, and... Then Scream 4 was another movie that we saw. <laughs> uh, you know, that famous 80,000th uh, date. Um, yeah, but, and, you know, Scream is, we are we are the, the age of Scream. Scream came out when it was like the kind of, you know, we talked about this a lot during that episode, but yeah. we are the age of, of Scream enjoyers, right. if you will. So Scream 3, first date. Scream 5, we hired a babysitter because we have two children now. <laughs> Um, felt very full circle. One of our children's <laughs> name is Scream related, although that's not why not, she's named not that. Not actually, yeah. Um, um, but uh, spelled the same way and everything. Yeah. Anyway, um, so then we go to dinner at a local restaurant beforehand, uh, which is right by the theater. It was very nice. Uh, we're there. The waiter is great. He uh, like puts something on the table, and you noticed that. He has ghost face tattooed on his arm. And yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, is that is that ghost face? And he was like, yeah, yeah, it is. I was like, we're going to go see Scream. Right now. Like, obviously, this man is a very uh, avid Scream fan. Mm-hmm. So he got enough to get it tattooed on his arm. Um, and, uh, and also, I have to say, not necessarily... I feel like you're picturing someone who has ghost face tattooed on their arm. Yeah. And that's not what he was like. No, yeah. <laughs> um, unexpected scream tattoo. Um, and he was like, uh, I was like, we're going to go see it. And he was like, I was like, how is it? No spoilers, but how is it? And he was like, it was pretty good. And he goes, 
I cried. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, you cried? What? And then we go to the theater. Uh, it's kind of our local uh, local small theater that they've just renovated. It's really great. We're the only ones there, which right. is also lovely. Um, and uh, we're watching it, and I, I'll be damned if he wasn't correct, because I for <laughs> sure cried. <laughs> um, and he was really sweet, and he said, uh, you know, he said, come back after you see it uh, and see if I'm still here. Uh, because I want to hear what you have to say. And we, we did go back and he, alas, was not there. So he'd gone uh, home and, yeah. and bless him for that too. Yeah. So Tom, the waiter go. who works at Raymond's in Montclair. Yeah. As uh, if there's any, any chance you listen to this podcast, <laughs> we came back. You were right. I cried. <laughs> um, great. Yeah. Um, so I mean, listen, I know it sounds like we we capped out of of like movies that we watched. This yeah, week, there's no way you watch that many movies. There's no way you watch more. That's not true, not for us. Because this week we watched two movies. Holy shit! Yes. Oh my God. Do we have a, a a masochistic streak or what? <laughs> for a ma- a movie masochistic streak? Look, I don't know. I don't know either. We watched two movies this week. This week we watched Practical Magic from 1998 and The Exorcist from 1973. Wowie zowie, we really did. We did. Let's start with Practical Magic, shall we? As I said, 1998, directed by Griffin Dunn. Our IMDb summary is, two witch sisters raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town face closed-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them ever finding lasting love. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good summary, actually. Yeah, it's I a mean, little, it's a little all over the place, but so's the movie. So yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a lot in this movie, mm-hmm. and there's a lot that's not covered in that summary. Yeah, um, but that's okay. Yeah. So this is a one of those double sided discs. It's a flippy disc. Flippy disc because it's a very old disc. It truly is. Um, and it's one of yours. I had it never is. seen this movie before. Oh my god, it is. It is one of my faves, one of my favy faves, Practical Magic. Yeah. You've got you've got Sandy Bullock, you've got Nicole Kidman, you've got Diane, is it Weast or West? How Weast. Do you, it's Weast? Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was West. It's funny, I didn't think of this, but I always get her confused with Ellen Burstyn, who is oh, the mom in The Exorcist. The mom in The Exorcist. And uh, Stalker Channing. Stalker Channing. And Aiden. Aiden Quinn. Quinn. I was like, Aiden somebody. Aiden Quinn. Unforgettable <laughs> performance in this movie. You've also got, uh, uh, as a very young girl, her name's Camilla something. I can't remember her last name. But she's like, uh, does had done a lot of childhood stuff and yeah. is now like a model. She's beautiful. Um, and you've also got Baby Baby. Evan. Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. I was like Rachel Evan Wood. No, it's Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel. Um, as a, as a little as a baby. Yeah. I mean, not a baby, but as a very small child. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. So Sandra and Nicole play witch sisters. Go for it. Go for it. Summarizing this oh, because God, holy so, shit. Okay, okay. So we start. We start with like uh, the basically the aunts. Right? Is it the aunts or is it? Sandy is an adult. I can't remember. What? It's the Who? aunts. Telling the story. Who's narrating at the beginning? It's the aunts, right? Oh, I don't remember narration. Well, there's a whole <laughs> lot of it, so <laughs> that's good. I think it's I think it's Sandra Bullock narrating. I know she narrates later, but I think in the beginning it's the aunts because... You know how movies often have several narrators that <laughs> just... Someone is narrating the history of this family where it's like a woman right. who... Uh, she she got around town. They tried to hang her, but she was a witch, so she didn't die. And they banished her to an island with a baby in her belly. She thought that her love would come to her. He never did. So she cursed her, or like from her grief came a curse on the family that anyone that, any man that they love will die. Right, right. Um, Not ideal. Yeah. And then, so there. Which that, by the way. Great premise for a movie. Yeah. Like, hey, your your curse, your family's cursed, and any man that you fall in love with will die. Yeah, like sounds a very like, like a really, Black Widow type thing. Sounds like sounds like a really fun rom com. <laughs> anyway, this movie. Oh come on. <laughs> well, no. I, all I mean by that is that like that is a very fun, clean premise for a movie. Yeah. That I wish 
was honored gotcha. by the movie gotcha. because there's a lot there's a lot of other it's like wacky yeah it's wacky it is wacky so 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 then Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman's parents are together they're descendants of this witch she doesn't care she loves this man they make babies and then the husband dies and it's very sad and then their mother dies of a broken heart so they go to live with their aunts um and uh, they're also witches, these children. Uh, Sandra Bullock's character. What's the Sandra Bullock's character? Sally. Sally. Sally and? Uh, Car- Carmella. Nope. Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up. Sally and? Uh, w- Wendelin. Um, uh, Gillian. Jillian. Jillian. Jilly Bean. That's Jilly right. Jilly Bean. So it's. So the sisters are, it's Sally, who's Sandra Bullock, and Jillian, or Jilly Bean, who's Nicole Kidman, and they go to live with their aunts, and um, uh, Sally is more proficient at magic than Jillian is. Jillian's more of like a wild child. She's got red hair. She's Nicole Kidman. Um, and Sally is very reserved and quiet and nerdy. She's got glasses, you guys. Um, <laughs> and so Jillian kind of runs away to live her life kind of, you know, right. like I said, she's very free. She's a wild child. Um, and Sally stays with her aunts and is in this town where they're, you know, shunned because they're witches and everyone's afraid of them. Uh, and it's very sad. And Sally <laughs> just wants, she just wants love. She wants love. Oh, I forgot to mention that when <laughs> Sally was a child, she created a love spell once she realized that this curse was on her family and that her mother died of a broken heart and how awful it was and whatever she makes a love spell that she'll only fall in love with a very specific man um and basically a man who doesn't exist that's her idea she's gonna i'm gonna create he rides a horse backwards and has one green eye and one blue eye right yes he can flip pancakes his favorite shape is a star um, all of these things. Oh, I missed the flip pancakes thing. That's why they get yeah, excited yeah, yeah. when he flips, he flips the, pancakes. the pancakes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I love how you're like, oh, I forgot this whole other thing. It's like we're five minutes I into know, this movie. We're like it was so much. Like I'm gonna try and wrap it up here. No, no, so, that was not rushing you. That was me just commenting <laughs> on like. Yeah. Um, so Sally, all grown up, still living with the aunts frustrated in this town she just wants to find love like she wants a normal life that's all she wants and so the aunts basically she notices a man in the town but is like no 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 men for me and but the aunts basically create a spell to drive her towards that man they fall in love they have two babies and then he dies and she's very sad and she she and her children go and live with the aunts and then there's a whole thing where Julian gets into some trouble with this guy and enlists Sally's help and they accidentally murder him and it's a whole thing <laughs> right all that uh, so uh, you probably already know about practical magic but I did not yeah and so all that is happening and then it's like oh yeah, like exactly what you just said oh and then they murder this guy <laughs> and by the way I'll say that the other the other thing that happens, they murder the guy, and mm-hmm. then they want to use witchcraft to bring him back to life. Right. Because if he's back to life, then they didn't commit a crime. Right. He's not murdered. That's another great premise for a movie, by the way. <laughs> another great movie I wish I had seen. <laughs> but, but yeah, this, and, you know, by the way, this man is not a nice man. He, no, not he a nice man. beats the ever-loving shit out of Jillian. Yeah, and then, bad man. And, and kidnaps her, and it's awful. Right. Um... So yeah, so that's this crazy movie. Um, and I love it. I love that you love it. I love it. It's at, like like I said last week, I was like, let's get into some witchy shit. <laughs> it is the the upbringing that I always dreamed of, that Ugh. I would just get adopted by my crazy lesbian witch aunts, yeah. and I would also be a witch and just like go to witch festivals and dance in the pale moonlight. Yeah, like, yes, totally. please. I still want that. <laughs> Um, you can have that. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> you don't need my permission. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and and it's a rom com, and it's like I I truly love a good rom com. Yeah. And I the thing that I love about this one is that it is like uh, it is it is a rom com. It is and it, with all its cheese and yeah. and what have you and love and whatever. But there's a there's. It's not even like, oh, but there's a twist. But it's just like, again, the witchiness, I think, is lovely. I, I love the way that they do witchcraft in this movie because mm-hmm. there's different ways you can do witchcraft, right? There's like, 
the Harry Potter way. There's like the like very spiritual crystals, whatever way. Sure. And then there's this, which is just, it feels very like matter of fact in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it like, it's just like, yeah, we can bring a guy back to life. Like, yeah, yeah we can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we shouldn't. And here's why. It feels and like Buffy a little bit. Yeah. Which yeah. like you love. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I love too. Yeah. But it has that, it has that like kind of like, this very, is a thing in the world and we got to deal with it. Very practical. If Fuck. You <laughs> Fuck. Um, you uh, no. said it's a rom, oh, did I cut you off? No, no, go ahead. You said it's a rom-com that you love. And I think that, and we didn't mention it's a rom-com because I don't know, an hour 15 in, a guy shows up, <laughs> Aiden Quinn, who's like the sheriff who's investigating the murder. The sheriff who can ride a horse backwards and flip pancakes, and he's got a sheriff's bat, which is a star, and he has one green eye and one blue eye. And he uh, can't really talk. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. I was like, like I was like, is Aiden Quinn like... Uh, Welsh or something? Like, while we were watching this? And then I was like, no, he's from, like... Arizona or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the character's from Arizona. But yeah. I, Aiden Quinn's from New York or something. I don't know. But anyway. Um, so, love that you love this. Really do. I like, I didn't hate it. It was uh, not my jam, but I did enjoy watching it because it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Because yeah. it was like, what? What? I was I, like, I just was never settled into what movie I was watching. Mm-hmm. And I did want, I did, like I said, like the thing where the premise for the, for a minute looked like it was going to be, oh, we're going to bring this guy back to life yeah, so that we will not have committed a murder. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's genius. That's a great premise for a movie. Yeah. Um, and then I felt like let down by not getting some of that. And, and it went into like the rom-com stuff, but, um... But didn't I don't know it just like it, it like it was like it never settled on one movie mm-hmm. in a way for mm-hmm. me in a way that was like interesting to watch yeah um, and you're watching Nicole Kidman and you're watching Sandra Bullock who are both great Sandra Bullock's both- amazing Sandra Bullock's yeah. like we we I feel like we said it a lot in the early episodes of the podcast but I'm gonna bring it back height of her powers height of her powers although her Iconic. powers have have gone for decades now so yeah you know what we're still in the height of her powers we're still in the height of her powers (laughs) and the thing that i love we did watch a few there's some uh on the disc there's some behind the scenes stuff and we watched a a little bit of that why did we watch that by the way why did we watch that because it was a game that we had to oh i mean that's not why we watched it but it definitely is like we we definitely (laughs) we definitely like only watched the some of these extra features because you had to like solve a riddle to access Access them them. and then, then it was like it was, it was, okay, I'll explain this, because it is interesting with the disc, mm-hmm. is that um, there was, like, special features, like, languages, recommendations, whatever, because it's a very old disc, and it did the thing that old discs do, where it was, like, DVD, interactive, CD-ROM, like, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna make this a game, or whatever, because I remember the, the first, the Harry Potter discs did this, mm, yeah. the Memento discs did this, mm-hmm. where it was, like, solve a thing so you can watch the extra features, Yeah, and it's, like, fuck you, like, stop. <laughs> So, but anyway, the thing was go around the menus and look for, uh, like graphics of herbs, essentially the ingredients. And when you see them, you click on them and it tells you what order they go in. And then you click on the, I don't know. There was some cauldron. The cauldron. cauldron, It's the cauldron. Yeah. And it has all the herbs in it, and you have to click on them in the correct order, and it will give you access to something. Like, we were like, oh, what's this going to be? Yeah. As if it was going to be like, you win a million dollars or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it was like, no, you get to watch like a five minute featurette where they all say, like, it was great working with Nicole Kidman. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but it was very stupid. That was very stupid. But, <laughs> but it was funny. The behind the scenes stuff, the thing that was really fun to, to hear about was the fact that, you know, as is I think pretty typical with a lot of movies and TV shows and whatever. And Nicole Kidman and Sandy Bullock had never met each other. Yeah. And here they are playing sisters and have to jump right in. I mean, that's what acting is, but they do, they truly do such a beautiful job. Yeah, both, both of great. them. They're, they work. And, and that's another thing that I love about this specific 
romantic comedy is that like yeah there's a guy in it but it, that's like so secondary it's about oh, these he's sisters secondary. right it's about Aiden the Quinn, sisters and it's about secondary. the aunts and it's about like in the end there's a very like women power all the women in the the town come together to help them whatever they forgive those women real quick by the way i mean <laughs> margot um, martindale is there i know it's great but it's just like it's it's just really lovely. It's very like female heavy. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. romantic comedy, and I love that. I love um, that. And honestly, everyone in it is killer. Yeah, they're all great. Even um, Aiden Quinn. Who's well, like, I disagree. Useless. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're it's great. I like. I mean, I I like. I didn't love it. Also, you that's know, okay. I'm not I, trying to convince you to love it. But I didn't hate it, and I didn't like. And I, that's what I mean. Is that like, I don't need it in my life anymore but i'm it was glad to watch it and like i respect what it is yeah. in terms of like a nostalgia factor b yeah. novelty factor of mm-hmm. like yeah women and like all you know all the yeah, w- <laughs> yeah women that's the tagline for the movie. <laughs> um the director is griffin dunn who i knew as an actor i didn't realize he was a director right before me this. either you um, might know him from a little movie called my girl where he plays mr bixler oh yeah that's right which I is know like him. the teacher that veda has a crush right on. bill because i remember the song bill. bill she sings yeah uh or listens to um, no she sings it okay <laughs> uh i always think of him from american werewolf in london which yes. I recently yeah, watched yeah. Him, which is still great even though it's directed by a murderer um, Ooh. <laughs> uh, I stylistically, this is a weird one. Okay. It looks and feels like, like a nineties rom-com, like an episode of Dawson's Creek, <laughs> like a nineties <laughs> right, rom-com. Exactly. Yeah. Like even down to the soundtrack choices. Oh my God. Big... The soundtrack is wild, but here's what I'll say. Yeah. The music is like, what? I mean, but, you know, comes out with a banger with This Kiss by, what's her name? That This Kiss sequence, I was like, what is this? It's great. Because we were still in the, like, setup. Right. It's her falling in love with her first, the first one, where the aunts cast a spell. Right. Before the, it was like, we were still in, like, premise four of 17 yeah. of the movie. Yeah. And then there's this, like, extended music video mm-hmm. to This Kiss by Faith Hill. Is that right? Yeah. Is it Faith this Hill? This Kiss, This Kiss. Yeah. Dirigible. What does she say? Dirigible. <laughs> what, is the, what is the lyric? I mean, it's different things. Okay. Unthinkable, Unthinkable. is one there of them. You go. Dirigible, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so... This the soundtrack is crazy. It is crazy, but the thing that I think is really fun about the soundtrack, and I read somewhere, maybe an IMDb thing or something, I don't know, but uh, that there was a different, obviously a different cut of this film. Yeah, but there was, were a million cuts. Yeah, exactly. Film. That were like much darker. Uh, um, oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. So they they cut the movie, and there was a music, and literally before like. It was almost out, and they were like, we don't like the music. So the guy who does the score for this was like a last-minute rewrite for this movie. Alan Silvestri. I wrote yes. down a lot of stuff about the score, because so I was like, yeah. I hate this. Right, right. And it's, <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's not good. The thing that I find interesting about it is that I see exactly what's happening there, because if you don't have a soundtrack to this movie, um, it's terrifying. <laughs> they murder a guy. Right. Who has beat up Nicole Kidman and kidnapped both of them. Right. What's the with tone? With a gun. What are, where are like, we? Like, it's just like, oh my God. And it's terrifying. And honestly, I remember all of that death stuff, like, terrified me when I oh, first yeah. watched it. Like, I was, like, because he sings, uh, you are always on my mind. Mm-hmm. You are always on my mind. And it, like, that is, like, a repeating theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just remember, so there's a part, okay, so, sorry. So he's a drunk and he's, he's always walking around with his bottle of tequila. Yeah. And the aunts go out of town. So they're not there when they bring this murderer, this guy that they murdered back to try and bring him back to life. And then there's like a few nights and they, they bring him back to life and then they kill him again because yeah. he's killing Nicole Kidman. And <laughs> then they bury him in the backyard. And uh, the aunts come back and they do midnight margaritas. So they're all wasted. Oh. And 
halfway through drinking, they realize it's his tequila bottle. And they go, where did you get this tequila bottle? And the, and the aunts are singing, you were always on my mind. Yeah. And then she goes, where did you get this tequila bottle? And they go, someone left it on the porch. Someone left it on the porch, like, drunkenly. Yeah. And that is terrifying. <laughs> like, that's what do you mean someone first of all why are you drinking random tequila that someone left on your porch <laughs> second of all them singing that it's so eerie and creepy so then you've got this like insane soundtrack that like really lightens the mood like it's very like plinky plunky plunk <laughs> well the, yeah the the score is like uh it's like strings i mean it's alan silvestri and i was like i gotta look up I'm, like, bad at remembering who does scores if it's mm-hmm. not Trent Reznor. And so, <laughs> like, I was like, what did he do? Is Forrest Gump and, like, a, yeah. million, a million things. And yeah. it sounds so 90s, for lack of a better word. It sounds yeah. like just that 90s, lighthearted, Mrs. Doubtfire. Plinky Plunky. Yeah, plinky, like, string, like, or, like or, everything's orchestral. Everything's, mm-hmm. like, this thing. And it, it like, I really... I, was, I mean, I would love to see this darker cut. Yeah. Because I think the movie has darkness in it, and I wanted it to go there. Yeah. Or to not go there. But it was like <laughs> dancing in this weird way that makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, but also makes it like, uh, made it unsatisfying. Confusing, uh, yeah. Confusing, yeah. Yeah. And like, you you know, I love tonal shifts and weird movies and like, like all that. Like I love, I, I would rather watch like a mess than... You know, like a, like an interesting mess. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, then, uh, like hermetically sealed, like boring thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but for some reason, it didn't quite like. <laughs> it wasn't like quite messy enough, or quite. You know, it was. You could feel like. You know what it was? I'm sorry. I'm like thinking through it as no, we I talk. I got it. I got it. But it was like you could feel the studio trying to grasp this back throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Of being like, okay, let's like, and, and I want to see the, like, like release the Griffin Dunn cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, totally. Uh, fun fact. Yeah. Um, the Griffin Dunn had some trouble working with, Sandy and Nicole Kidman as far as like how many takes they needed apparently he would do too many or too few he 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 do he wasn't anticipating how many they would need oh I see okay. apparently Sandra Bullock was good after like three or four but Nicole Kidman needed like eight or ten and that's because Nicole Kidman had just gotten back from 18 months shooting eyes wide shut eyes wide shut oh, with Stanley Kubrick oh yeah <laughs> so Nicole didn't know how to shoot a film anymore <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Can you imagine going from eyes wide shut to practical magic? Practical magic. So like, I'm on an island. Right, I'm a like, witch. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote down. I'm looking at my notes. I wrote down. Score sucks. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, he's a bad cop and a bad love interest. I wrote down. <laughs> um, He's. I was like, and I wrote down also slurring question mark Southern question mark. <laughs> like, so where is he from? About where he's from? But the movie, you know, as we kind of uh, talk about our next movie mm. in a moment, mm-hmm. but it, this ends with an exorcism. Yeah. Of of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's with you know that's the one the girl power exorcism. Yeah, girl of. power exorcism. I love it. Oh, and you know Diane Weist and Sakura Channing really funny. There's a moment where uh, she's Diane Weiss has this joke. They're going to take the kids so that Sandra Bullock can go find her sister. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take Sandra Bullock's kids for the weekend or whatever. Yeah. And they're going to some festival. Yeah. And she's like, and Sandra Bullock's like, please don't like have them be dancing naked under the moon or whatever. Yeah. And Diane Weiss is like, the nudity is optional, as you well remember. Like, yeah. It's like a very, and it was a very funny moment where yeah. I was like, that's funny. That's like, like I wanted more of that. You know what I mean? I wanted like more of the, I was like, that's funny. Yeah. Like that joke really worked for me. Yeah. Were they lesbians? Are they together? Listen, they they don't ever actually confirm it. And I think actually there's something in the beginning where we're, we're meant to believe that both of them are descended from this woman. I thought they were sisters. However, (laughs) I thought they were roommates. Exactly. (laughs) Practical Um, magic, a weird movie. A weird movie. Uh, hey, is it available? <laughs> this is a great question. I did not. Sir. I did not do my job. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're, get, we're getting there. 
wait for it. Oh, it's on HBO Max. You, can watch, you can watch it right now if you want. I love that. In beautiful HD. I love that. Yeah, if you're in the mood for silly 90s rom-com, this will tickle your... Tickle your what? Rom-com bone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're not going to talk about a second movie. We got to go. Oh, man. Hey, buddy. Yeah. What's the connection? Well, uh, you know, I think America knows the connection of this one because everyone remembers this movie. Mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock played the daughter of Ellen Burstyn, uh-huh. who plays... Chris in The Exorcist. Yes. Um, in uh, The Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, <laughs> the movie that everyone knows and loves and remembers for sure. I don't think I ever saw that movie. Yeah, I mean, I think it got, it was like, there was that period where it was Traveling Pants and Yaya Sisterhood, and there was like a genre for a little while of like. Are travel, is Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and. Are you just saying that because they both have sisterhood in the title? Are they the same movie? No, they're not the same movie. But I think that, like, <laughs> I think that genre-wise, there was like a period. I mean, they both have sisterhood in the title, and I think that that. What What's the suspicion here? I just don't. I'm. I'm the suspicion what's is the that. What's the connection? No, the suspicion is that you. I don't think you know what Divine the Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood is actually about, and but you're comparing it to Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants because they both have sisterhood in the title. Like, you're like, oh, there was this genre for a while. You know, like, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> There's a genre of, of movies with sisterhood in the title. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh-huh. But. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Let's talk about The Exorcist. Let's do it. From 1973, mm-hmm. directed by William Friedkin. The IMDb summary is, when a 12-year-old girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her. And I will say, starting off, that we watched a Mm Blu-ray of the extended director's cut. Yeah. Because I have, uh, I bought a long time ago, um, all this is a long time ago. All these DVDs are from a long time ago. I was like, they're so cute. Um, But I bought the box set that was like Exorcist, Exorcist director's cut, uh, Exorcist 2, Exorcist 3, and then the two versions. There's there's Exorcist the Beginning and Dominion, a prequel to The Exorcist, which are <laughs> the same story directed by two different people, Rennie Harlan and Paul Schrader, because they gave it to Paul Schrader, who made the card counter and first performed in all these movies, to, um, to make, didn't like it, then gave it to Rennie Harlan, released it, it bombed, and then they gave it, they were like, well, Paul Schrader, why don't you release yours? So in that one, so there's two versions of the same movie there. Wow. You're looking at me like, shut the fuck up. I'm not looking at you like, shut the fuck up. I'm looking at you like, wow. Um, and in that one, Stellan Skarsgård plays Father Skarsgård. Merrick, oh. played by Max von Sydow in this one. Indeed. So it's a prequel. Anyway, so I have that box set. We watched the extended cut, mm-hmm. uh, which came out in 2000. Yes. Was released in theaters as The Exorcist, the version you've never seen. Oh, That's what it was called. Wow. And then I think they tweaked it a little bit more after that for this. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just direct, uh, Exorcist Extended Director's Cut. Is yeah. What it's yeah, yeah. Um, and not to jump ahead too much here, but I mean, you guys know what The Exorcist is. Yeah, it's The Exorcist. Um, but, spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. It's, it's the, the devil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the reason, because we were debating, do we watch the original cut or the director's cut? Right. And and I, and you agreed, I'm not saying that, like, I said this and whatever. But well, it anyway, was a big fight that we had. It was a huge fight, you guys. <laughs> um, no. Uh, and I said, you know what, let's do director's cut because I'm sure I saw The Exorcist before 2000, whenever the director's cut came out. But um, that's the one that I remember because the scariest scene in the movie is in the director's cut and it's not in the original cut. Yeah. And that's the part where she like crab walks backwards down the stairs. Yeah. Um, and then blood pours out of right. her mouth. And I always forget about that part of it, that the, then there's a close up of her face where blood is just pouring, pouring out, out of her, her mouth. mouth. Right. And, uh, the IMDb fun fact about that is that 
he cut it from the original. So it's a it's a gymnast who does that. Oh, okay. It's not her, obviously. Yeah. Um, and basically, she was strung up with wires and then let them know when her hands were barely touching the stairs, and that's where they held her so that she could crawl down oh the stairs. Oh, my God. But there was no good way... He cut it because, one, he felt like it came too early in the film. It does come pretty early. It does early. come pretty early. And, two, because there was no way for him to conceal the wires. Right. But it, when he re-released it in 2000, we had CGI and he could right. just erase the wires. So, great. Well, you know, two-edged two, two blade is what I was about to say. Double-edged <laughs> sword there because... Um, uh, so CGI can conceal the wires. I love that. Let's go for it. That yeah. seems like a great use of CGI. Yeah, yeah. But then there's other stuff that he, they there's other CGI that he does uh-huh. in this cut that I feel is not good. Oh, you're very sensitive to CGI because I I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, when about CGI right now. shows up in a 1973 movie, it's like a turd in the right, punch but, bowl for but this, me. Right, but this is what I'm saying. I don't. I I truly. I'm like I don't remember there being any turds. Well, in be, the punch bowl. oh, I, all I remember is the turds. Uh, I got, I got, no, <laughs> nothing but turds. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Oops, all turds. <laughs> um, so uh, the one I remember, the one that's like really distracting for me mm-hmm. is the. There's a close up of her face. That's like I think it's used in like some of the poster art and stuff. It's an iconic shot, uh-huh. and she's looking up at I think Father Karras. I'm talking about Regan, looking up at Father Karras, yeah, possessed. She looks up at him, and I think it's before she lunges at him or something, or maybe it's Merrick. I don't know. She's she's about to lunge at him, mm-hmm. and there's a quick like morphing of her face, like that. She's like I missed it. It's like a it's it's like a second at the end of that shot of her just like looking up, uh-huh. um, sitting in the chair. Yeah. Uh, but it's really it was very distracting. The other one that is like. They could have done this without CGI, but I think it's CGI. Mm-hmm. Is when she's walking through the kitchen. Uh, Chris, the mother, is walking mm-hmm. through the kitchen, and the lights are going on and off. Yeah, and that the devil face just shows up on the side. I don't think that's CGI because I, I just because I read about that being in the original cut, the flashes of. I think it, it was a makeup test for what they originally wanted it to look like, or something. Gotcha. Well, that one. I, I mean. I, Either way, I'm pretty sure that face is not in the original. I mean, that face is in the original, but that, not that kitchen one. But, oh, okay. I, I mean, at least I in what I read, I don't know. But either way, I found some of the things... I always like think like, oh, I haven't seen The Exorcist in a while. I'm not going to be able to remember what is different. Mm-hmm. And then I like I can definitely tell a lot of stuff that's different in the cut. I know we're talking a lot about the like difference between the director's cut and the theatrical, but like we'll get into the movie itself. Yeah. But like that long sequence where the first sequence where they take Regan to the doctor mm-hmm. and it's, um, cause there's so much, I mean the, the, the brilliance of this movie to me is mm-hmm. all that doctor stuff is like the helplessness of watching your kid go through something that you can't fix, that you can't help. Yeah. That's and, for sure scarier than the yep. like, possession stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the like, um, that just watching your kid like get these crazy seventies medical procedures, the catheter, Ugh. all this stuff, like the torture of that and the like of like wa- you know, watching your kid and you can't help and you yeah. know what I mean? Um, it's so terrifying. So uh but that long scene in the beginning where they go to the doctor and it's like uh I can't remember exactly what happens, but there's a long sequence in the beginning where they take her to the doctor. Oh, it's when the doctor says she told me to not touch her. Yikes. Yeah. Keep, sorry. Keep said, my fingers away yeah. from my Yeah. Sorry. Explicit warning. Yeah. <laughs> I like, said worry. it. I said it out loud. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, no. <laughs> we can beep it. Do you want to beep it? Uh, yeah, I do. Let's beep it. We'll beep it. <laughs> um, so uh, that whole sequence is new. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not bad. But doesn't. But it was fine. It was fine without it. And then there's yeah. a couple of those CGI things. And then... It was, it's not, 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 but like affects things. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other thing that's different in the director's cut is, uh, there's a, there's, so there's the crab walk, which is terrifying. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that's in there. Yeah. And then there's, there's a scene, there's a scene. There's a scene. There's a scene between Father Karras and Father Merrick at the end. Like, it's like they take a break and uh-huh. they, they talk on the stairs. 
uh-huh. and just say like, they talk about faith or whatever, and it's like a good scene. It's fine, but it's like none of it's ne- none of it's necessary. Right? None of it's like, oh my god. I mean, right. besides, honestly, though, for me, <sighs> cards on the table. Uh, I like this movie. Yeah. It is a classic. Yeah. It is still um, adjusted for inflation, the highest grossing horror movie that has ever existed. Yeah, it was a a sensation. Yeah. Um, But I... It's not scary at all to me. Yeah. Um, And I... We can get into why that might be in a second, but it's not scary at all, except for that one. That one really gets me. That like crab walk down. Like I was, I, I like remember seeing it the first time and going like, oh no, you know what I mean? Uh, It comes out of nowhere. I love that it's super early in the film. I think it really like shocks you, especially because I have this thing with this film. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm just like never paying attention while I watch this film. The leap from like Ellen Burstyn is an actress on a set and her daughter's adorable. Yeah. To keep your fingers away from my beep. Right. I'm I'm always like, like, I feel like we end up at the doctor's office and I'm just like, Wait, why did she bring her to the doctor? Well, yeah. Like, I miss the the line or no, the scene. Like, I you, feel like I'm missing something. You don't miss it. And I think that, for me, the reason I love this movie is not... I mean, okay, like, there's, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things about The Exorcist that are crazy. For example, like, it's a... And it invented a whole genre that we've talked about before. But, like, there's a... You don't... You, this movie doesn't make sense if you don't believe... In God and the devil and the Catholic Church. Exactly. And that, I don't personally. Right. Well, it's not. It's not as effective. I don't think if you're if you don't believe in those things. Like but it's not necessarily it is, that it doesn't work. But well, no. I mean, yes. And what? But what I mean is like, on paper, it doesn't make sense mm. that this movie if would be scary if you just don't believe in that stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me. And I don't, I don't, this is not my favorite horror movie by any stretch. I love it, but it's not like, you know, I think, but to me it does work and it's almost because it's like, well, if this stuff was real, if God is real, Uh then. And the devil is real. Well, yeah, no, but if God is, if like, if you believe in God, Uh then you got to take this other stuff. Right. If you believe in God, then the universe is to me more terrifying. Than if you don't. And I think it's the opposite for a lot of people. And I don't say that to be like, I'm interesting. But I just mean like, <laughs> I just mean like the way my, the way my pers- brain is set up is mm-hmm. like to believe in God means that the universe is a billion times more terrifying. Yeah. Than, than any, than if you don't. And so that's like what makes this movie scary for me. And then also, but so so putting that aside though mm-hmm. is the filmmaking of it I think is what does it and it's not this is all an answer to your I missed the line thing. Um, I'm a what? I missed the line. Oh, I missed the line. Yes. <laughs> I'm a what did you call me? Um <laughs> But uh the filmmaking of it is like impeccable to me in a just the so I love the look and feel of it. I love all this stuff. But to me, this is a movie about the editing of it. Like the editing is this movie. It's like you, you cut out of scenes before you get to the end of them and you just feel unsettled. Like mm. a crazy thing happens that she walks down the stairs and bleeds. Yeah. Uh, she, sorry. She crab walks down the stairs and bleeds uh, gallons of mouth. blood out of her mouth. Yeah. And you never see like, what happens then? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like shocked look on mom's face. Right. And then next scene. Exactly. And like, and ever so many scenes are like that where they, uh, you're out before you get to see what happens. You, you're unsettled the whole time. The variations in like noise from, um, like, you know, just cacophony of like the New York city subway to just like silence in this house Yeah, is crazy. It's just like, it's all about the editing and the like way it's put together yeah. for me that it's like, do I care about exorcisms? No. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But 
the do, but do I care about cinema? Uh, yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. I gotta go. Yeah, um, as well you should. Yeah. No. Uh, so, so I'm not missing something. No, you're, you're not. The answer. No. In, okay. in fact, in the director's cut, there's way more. Oh, that whole yeah. thing where she says like, "Don't the, oh, you're where the where uh, Regan played by Linda Blair, who's like incredible, right? And not just in the exorcism part. I think like the part in the beginning where she's talking about where she's just like being a kid. Yeah, that stuff is so good. She's it's so, so good. good. That. Um, but all that stuff in the doctor's office where she's like, "I don't want to fucking do this or whatever." Yeah, you know what I mean, uh, that's not in the original cut. Like it's way more of a jump in the theatrical cut. To just like, wait, what the fuck's going on with yeah. her? Yeah. See, I just like I I I, I see the 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 editing, the the cinematic importance of of cutting out of scenes and making you feel unsettled. I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah. It's I, I I think you're right. Like uh that's how you make this movie work, is that it's so unsettling. Yeah. But I'm also just like you you immediately lost me. Like I think I like you went too far. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just because because then I then I'm focused for half the movie on. Hey, how did we get here? Sure. Why? What? Where did? How did? How did she get possessed? Well, I don't. I mean, to me, but like what? the thing that that Cause, well, cause, to me it's that's like ter- that's a terrifying part of it is like why this girl? Why here? Why now? This, you know what I mean, and I, but I like right, just, but to, it just also, to be just, clear, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. No, no, okay, yeah, but it's also <laughs> like yes, I agree. Why this girl? But the movie doesn't explore that at all. It's a, it it feels it feels to me, and this is maybe because of the fact that it is so acclaimed and it's you know a sensation and whatever. It feels to me like the movie is saying shut the fuck up and just watch as opposed to, <laughs> as you. opposed to like, like in a very, like in a very, like don't ask questions, just go with it. Oh, you don't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> like that's that part of it specifically feels very much like that to me okay. because the editing is so purposefully disorienting. Right. Disorienting is a good word. For yeah. It. Um, so yeah, I just, and, and, and uh, going back to, the religious stuff and the faith stuff, I think that's a huge part of why this movie doesn't work for me and why, like, I'm a huge scaredy cat and I'm not saying that if I went upstairs and our daughter was possessed (laughs) that I would be chill, but in a movie, in my, like, horror movies, possession is not, like, it just doesn't, like, because there was also, like, uh, I remember watching The Exorcism of Emily Rose was, like, a big one. And we, I, and we just watched that movie, The Possession, which again everyone knows they remember. We talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, yes, jump scares are scary. Like children doing crazy things are scary. It's scary, but like the actual possession part of it, I'm just like, well, that's fucking made up shit. <laughs> um, I mean, it's all made up shit. I guess I don't really know what I'm saying, but the point no, I, is, I know what you're saying. Doesn't, it's, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. And and also, I think because it I. Scare you. Right, because I am not only am I not a religious person, but I also um, have a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, like trepidation with religion in general, like as right. as a, as a thing. Yeah, I it it immediately puts a barrier between me and this film because I'm just like, oh yeah, does the power of Christ compel you? Like I don't what, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, which is unfortunate because I because I watch it and I enjoy it and I think it's a good horror and it looks incredible. Yeah. Like it looks fucking incredible. The scene where uh what's his name? The older priest. Father Merrick, I think. Yeah, Father Merrick comes to the house and gets out of the oh, cab. Yeah, that's like and it's the, just a shot of him standing outside of the house with mist at night and it's just like, Are you fucking kidding me? I like I was thinking about that this time. I was like, how did they do that? Because, yeah, there's mist in front of the house, which, like, yeah, you get a fog machine or whatever. Right. And you see, you can see exactly, if you look at it, you can see exactly where the, like, spotlight is in the bedroom pointing out to create this cool effect through the mist. Yeah. But what I forget is that, like, you see the cab pull up and you see mist, like, everywhere. Everywhere. Like, all through. It's so, it's shot, um, I mean, I talk about this all the time with locations, but it takes place in Georgetown, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And at this house that they're staying at because she's shooting a movie or whatever. And, um, I mean, this is like, locate, like, if you're into locations, this is it because that, those stairs yeah. are iconic. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the real, like, definition of iconic, not just like <laughs> the way we say iconic all the time. 
<laughs> um, and uh, it's just like so well done on all those locations. Um, I cut you off about you're saying. Oh, no, no. American. I was just saying it, it looks, looks incredible. incredible. It is, you know, again, the acting is really great. She, uh, Linda Blair, was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And then they got all riled up because, so Linda Blair plays Regan? Reagan? How do you say it? Regan? I think they say it both ways in the movie. Oh, I've heard, I hear I it both that. ways in the movie. I love that. Um, plays the girl who is yeah. possessed. But she doesn't do the voice of the demon. There's right. another person who plays the voice of the demon. And this person sounds like a fucking nightmare, I yeah. gotta say, from the trivia. Because it's oh. like, apparently this this uh, woman was like, the story is that she basically took it really far um, to, you know, very yeah. method with this. And uh, again, the story is, allegedly, that while they were shooting, she didn't want a credit. And then when the movie came out and was wildly popular, she was like, fuck that, I want my credit. Yeah. And stu- sued the studio for credit. And then, and this was after Linda Blair got nominated. And then people were mad because she... I'm unclear as to why. Because, like... People were mad at Linda Blair? At the nomination. They're not oh. mad like this child but <laughs> but they're mad at the, about the nomination i'm just like i'm unclear why this is a problem like she she's nominated for her acting right and just because this other person did part of the voice work she was acting that whole time right right like it, it was just it was just such a weird thing where i was like why are we mad about it and she didn't win um which is whatever but right. Uh, but yeah, it was like a big controversy apparently. That sucks. But anyway, the point is, she's great. She's so great. And like I said, <laughs> it's not just the possession part of it that she's great in. She's right. great. Yeah, the whole movie just doesn't work if you don't have the carefree performance from Linda Blair as a child in yeah. the beginning. And then the slow... I mean, you you know, I agree with you that it jumps, but you, know, you, you see a lot. And, <laughs> yeah, there's and a progression. Also, yeah, exactly. Like, she just does an incredible job and it's, it's a real... It's, uh, you don't get that kind of child actor performance anymore in a weird way. And I don't know exactly what it is. It's like an ineffable thing. Yeah. Um, like a natural. Right. It's natural. She doesn't. Yeah. The performance part of it is, it is invisible. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, a couple of fun facts for you. I love facts. Love them even more when they're fun. I know. Right. So we got. a bland fact. I know. So we've got a handful of scenes uh, where it's very cold in the room. The devil has made it very cold. Yeah. Oh, what a twist. Um, but, hey, uh, hey, hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as I remarked during uh, our viewing of it, there's no CGI breath happening here. Right. And it turns out... Eagle-eyed listeners will remember that we talked about this in <laughs> our social... eyed listeners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in our social network episode about um, CGI breath. Uh, and, but it is, but it is like, you know, now we make the joke of like, oh, this is social network breath. Cause it's, you know, when it's heavy and it was very heavy and they did literally refrigerate the room. I like, that, that's how they did it. I believe it. That's exactly what I assumed happened. Yeah. Poor Linda Blair is in there in like a nightgown. Yeah. And that's it. Oh God. Terrible. Um, that's the other thing. Just watching this is like, he, like she's a great actor and i'm not taking anything away from her but i was also like they're fucking torturing this girl yeah like yeah that that was one of the facts actually not uh, on my list of fun facts but that was one of the things that i read that was like a lot of the reactions were very genuine her screaming when the bed is shaking she they didn't they didn't they just started doing it um so it freaked her out hate that the his reaction when she vomits in his face it was supposed to hit his chest and they right, and the 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 mechanism malfunctioned. Sure. Corny fingers. Um, so that's another genuine reaction. And there's a bunch of those like that. Oh, uh, the, the part where she uh, oh, she's got the cross, and her mother comes in and is trying to like stop her, and she slaps her, and she flies across the room. Ellen Burson didn't realize how forceful the pull would be for her. Oh yeah. So again, another genuine reaction. Jesus. Um, so yeah. Uh, it, not ideal. Yeah. Not, not the best. Um, okay. Uh, another fun fact, apparently, uh, Jack Nicholson was up for the younger priest. Oh, wow. Um, but then basically they said that no one would ever believe that he was a holy man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, 
I don't. So the actor who plays that priest is, I'm taking a long time to say this because I want to get, uh, is Jason Miller. That's right. Mm. And he is, I don't, I mean, I've only seen him in, I think, Exorcist 3. Right. Is the other thing I've seen him in. But he's so good. He is. I think he's actually a priest. Really? I think. Maybe I'm reading. Maybe I misread that. But I feel like I read something that was like he was actually a priest or actually teaching at a... At like a seminary or something? Yeah. Um, he... Uh, yeah, he he's so good in this and is just like... Because uh, he's, you know, this character exists at the intersection of science and faith. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which so many movies have like emulated since then of like, mm. oh, I'm a, I'm a priest, but I'm... I'm losing my faith and I'm, or I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm a doctor who's also a, whatever, I don't, you get it. Um, <laughs> but I, he's like, I don't know, he's so good. He's like, he just has a, like a weariness. His mm-hmm. stuff with his mother is so good. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm always uh, amazed by that perform. I just really love him in this movie. I think he's great. Yeah. I think, um, uh, Lee J. Cobb, who plays the detective, is so good. I like <laughs> yeah. a lot. So, uh, d- I, wa- not knowing we were going to do this because we pick randomly, mm-hmm. I watched Exorcist 3 last week randomly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I just happened to have watched Exorcist 3 out of nowhere mm-hmm. because I, I don't even remember why. I just remembered, like, liking it and I was like, let me check out Exorcist 3 again. Uh-huh. Exorcist 2, I don't remember at all. I remember it's kind of bad. Mm. But Exorcist 3 is written and directed by um, William Peter Blatty, who mm. wrote the book and the screenplay for The Exorcist. Oh. And so Exorcist 3 is him being like, now I'm going to make an Exorcist movie. Yeah, I'm in control. Yeah, and it's... So it's... Um, uh, the character of Kinderman who Lee J. Cobb plays in the original here, mm-hmm. is the main character of Exorcist 3, oh. but he's played by George C. Scott in that one. Okay. It's it's weird. Anyway, it's like a <laughs> different kind of weird old man. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, very... Anyway, but I just love that character in this movie. He's, you know, adding a detective, adding a, like, kind of uh, quirky detective could go either way, especially yeah. for the exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got, he's like really funny and like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just really, he has this line that I didn't remember, but we both were like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> was he's talking to Chris, uh, the mother and, uh, he's interviewing her about like this murder that happened and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she says her daughter is sick upstairs and he says, watch out for drafts. A draft in the winter when the house is hot is a magic carpet for bacteria. And it was just like, well, that's, what? In, that's incorrect. <laughs> like, definitely incorrect. And also, what? What? Um, a magic he's carpet. a great actor. I love him. Yeah. He's in, like, 12 Angry Men. And he's just, I don't know. He's yeah. the best. Um, I do want to leave our dear listeners with the fact that uh, Linda Blair looks exactly... Like Amy Schumer. <laughs> okay. And if Amy Schumer has not done a weird comedy uh, take on The Exorcist, I don't know what she's doing with her life. That's so funny. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it, and I am seeing it. <laughs> anyway, The Exorcist. Heard of it? What do we do? Uh, is it available is what we do. HBO Max. Great. Again. Readily available. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit torn because Here's... because the statement goes, if it were just my collection, The Exorcist would be gone. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like the director's cut. Oh. I think the theatrical cut is better. Interesting. Now, usually I'd be like, oh, we're not breaking up a box set no matter whatever. Yeah. But we lost the physical box for this in a flood. Mm, we did. <laughs> so we don't even have the box. We just have the discs. Yeah. I don't care for this director's cut. I think the, I mean, the spider walk, sure. Yeah. But I think that the theatrical cut is better. Okay. So I'm okay to let go of 
Exorcist director's Exorcist, cut. Exorcist, the extended director's cut. Wow. All right, let's do it. Great, done. Great. We got around that one, didn't we? Because I was like, I mean, you know, I just thought we would have to keep both of them again and do a rule or something. Yeah. But <laughs> no, it's fine. Great. Well, Exorcist, you can go ahead and uh, grab walk out of our lives <laughs> and vomit blood somewhere else. Oh, great. I love it. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Shall we get a move on and go ahead and pick this next matchup? Let's do it. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 989. 989, you say? She does. Is... 900 what? 89? 89. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 1985. A little movie called Return to Oz. Hey! (laughs) I'm excited about that one. Oh, boy. I love that movie. Yeah. Remember watching it as a kid. Was terrified of it (laughs) as a kid. Excited to watch it. Yeah. I uh, didn't see that movie until I was an adult. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, excited to see it again. Great. 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 All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 666. 666. Ooh, the devil. On The Exorcist. Oh. Is. You're not going to believe this. I'm not. From 2006, Jesus Camp. (gasps) Stop it. Stop it right now. Jesus Camp is 666? Jesus Camp. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. That's so great. I'm so excited right now. (laughs) I know. I know you love that movie. I love that movie. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to discuss it. I can't believe it's 666. That's incredible. What a time to be alive. Wow. 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 That's chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Three chef's kisses. Wow. Chef's kiss. Uh, Great. Return to Oz versus Jesus Camp. Yeah. Wow. Two movies about child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Get excited. Next week is going to be a real upper. Great. (laughs) All right. Hey, listen. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta. We got the Twitter. We got the Gmail. We got the Portal Flat Web. That's true. And I hope that you uh, check in with a friend you haven't talked to in a while. Ooh. Make sure they're okay. You know what I mean? Just say like, hey, things are crazy. I'm sorry we lost touch. How you doing? And really listen. You know what I mean? Don't do that thing where you just want to... You ask them a question and you're just waiting for them to finish so you can tell them about how you're doing. Actually listen. You know what I mean? Great. Also. Like like I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Definitely not staring at your computer. Hey, also, (laughs) come back next week. Hey. And see who survives. See who survives what? DVD DVD Deathmatch. The IMDb summary is two witch sisters raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town for face closed-minded prejudice. Oh, we're going <laughs> to we're going to take one mistake you can roll through. Two. Two you can. You can't. Yeah, take it back.